0: Good morning, I am Cindy Vana in the studio, Love Talking with Evelyn Davison in the studio. I, by that I mean KLGO, the word. That's 1490 AM True Talk Radio. And of course, as I mentioned, is in the studio as founder and creator and director of Love Talk, First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. Good morning, Miss Davison. Good morning, Miss Vanna. <laughs> Miss <Vonna. laughs> Vanna. Miss Vanna, Vanna, Vanya. We- you know, I-
1: I was listening to myself this week, and I thought... Don't do that. I know. It just drives you crazy. But one of the things that happens so often in my life, Cindy, is I'll meet people somewhere, and they'll say, I know that voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, it's getting a little bit weaker every day. I'd rather
0: be known, no matter what you and I think of our voices, uh, yeah. than the Kardashians, uh, who are known by their big behind. Oh, I'd still rather be known. (laughs) known for that. Now, they're known for their beauty, too. I didn't mean that. But there are lots of things you could be known by. Uh, Speaking of known by, we got to go uh, a a week or so back uh to see Bob Cole. Now, talk about a a voice Ooh. that everybody he, he can be in an elevator uh-huh. and people get whiplash cuz they heard that voice from uh you know from where he from whence he came which is of course now uh in studio here and, with
1: us if, if, if. You know at k l g o the word that's right that 's right,
0: and so uh that's okay, you know, I notice that I shop at certain department stores, mm-hmm. not just because I like the clothes, but if they 've got kind mirrors, then i'm more likely to go to that store rather a kind than kind mirror a
1: kind mirror what rather, is a kind mirror
0: Ms. a Ms. kind Hard. mirror is one that uh has a reflection that may not be quite as true. Uh. There's another one. <laughs> In other words, it's not going to magnify your every defect. Uh,
1: so. Well, you know, that's uh, the exciting thing, I think, about living the Christian life is we really don't have to worry about those defects. You know, my nose is long. I have no chin. I have very little hair. I have starch and stretch it every morning. But, you know, that's not what my life is, Cindy. Our life is Levy. The purpose, you and I being here, is to leave a love legacy behind us. Leave those footsteps, footprints in the land of time that people can see where we've been and see where we're going and know that our life has been valuable to God because of the work that he's done, not just through us, but in us. And it is exciting when we look at it from that point of view. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about... What it is that we need to do in our nation today to be an example of a person that trusts God, that lives by grace, and that operates through faith. And, you know, we can live by grace and think, you know, everything belongs to us. We're entitled to it. We we need it every morning. He says he's going to give us a new bucket. But the the main thing is, Is our rope of hope, Jesus Christ, is that faith so tied in our hearts that we don't let the winds of war, the winds of election, the winds of discernment, uh, of lack of discernment and disillusionment and even depression take hold of our life. It gives us that rope of hope that we can hang on to. That will guide us in the direction that we need to know and we need that today in America, Cindy. We
0: do. We, I've loved this series and I've been surprised by, uh, the delight in this series, which is of course building forming founding a spiritual legacy in other words would not be just the idea that you and i do that out of our own strength or our own understanding but that's part of the purpose of god for each of us is that he puts us in time making us for eternity but so that there is an imprint upon the world Mm -hmm. in terms of who his character and his chosen pathway is his character through his people. And of course, we are, um, building towards, we're going to talk a little bit about what we did this last weekend, but building towards 2013 National Day of Mm -hmm. Prayer. And we are, we are at a drum roll moment coming up to the elections and in, today's discussion will be talking about building a spiritual legacy and what it is to pray for America and then the scripture that we're anchoring that on for 2013 is the theme for national day of prayer 2013 which is in his nation in his name mm-hmm. the nations will put their hope and what does it mean to live out a legacy where your hope is in Not just a name, Mm -hmm. but the person of Christ Jesus. Now, this last weekend, Evelyn, you and I participated. Of course, you did a fabulous job in the freedom dinner that we had out at Hyde Park uh, Quarries School that we cannot say thank you enough mm-hmm. to both Ed and Elizabeth Horn, the entire uh, leadership core of Hyde Park that allows us to come in there and turn their facility upside down, inside out each year, which is a tremendous amount of work because we're not at a hotel having hotel right. staff do it. We're basically turning a room over and into uh a catered affair um- but before we move into that, let's talk about, uh, what's going to be coming up. I know that over at Rick Randall's church, uh, Tuesday night, uh, election night, mm-hmm. they'll be holding a prayer vigil and, uh, that's at, that's at Cornerstone over here off of Cameron. You know, mm-hmm. the old, uh, movie <laughs> people have to be around a long time. No, they've, in movie theater. They've, they've been in that building for such a long time. I don't yeah. remember the address but you could certainly go on they'll be having a cornerstone, vigil. Right. that's right cornerstone church and um november 11th
1: oh that's an exciting
0: oh event, it's gonna be awesome uh november 11th which is what veterans day, veterans day. um randy phillips is partnering with, of course, several of the key churches and pastors in town, having them come out, and they're going to be doing a tribute to the troops where they're going
1: to have Mike Huckabee and Larry Gatlin. You want to talk about that for a minute? Well, one of the things that we're beginning to see in our nation, Cindy, is the value that people are are not just establishing because they have a value, but the woes that have gone before us. Mm. Those who, who plowed the fields, those who have secured and protected our freedom, uh, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally and, and and spiritually. Our nation was founded on biblical principles. And when we think about it and we think about why it's important for us to honor them, we have to come to realize the value of what a life is. One life just one life would be enough for us to call this city together if, if it was a, a man or a woman that laid down their life for our freedom. And that's basically what the event will be that night. You can go online or you can call Randy Phillips at Promised Land Church South, I think it is. Uh, there, there are any number of ways that you can get the details about that. But it is important for us to celebrate it. And to say honor and, and be encouraged because we've got a, a week coming up this week, Cindy, that could change our lives forever. Ooh,
0: I will tell you, I, you know, I've been, uh, you and I, uh, we both like to sleep. Mm-hmm. We sleep some and sometimes we sleep a lot. And sometimes we don't sleep as much, not because of worry and anxiety, but the Lord will keep us uh, alert. alert. And we were talking about it before the program today, some of the things that are on our heart that the Lord is bringing to mind. But I will tell you, Jim called me uh, yesterday afternoon and he said, you ready to go? This is the last day for early voting. You ready to go? And I said, I cannot mm. go. Mm. I am still not Ready to vote. Now, part of that is, is I love to be in the lines on Election Day. Oh, really? Yeah, that is. No, oh, I, <laughs> and I go. I love to go by myself. And I mean, I feel like I am every time and in a historic moment. Uh-huh. It is such a absolute treat and Complete delight. Um, but I was thinking about the program today and I thought, well, Evelyn and I are going to have to talk some turkey over the program. You know, maybe there aren't many like me that are still struggling. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm, and you know my struggle. My struggle is not, am I going to vote for the current administration? That's not my struggle. Yeah. I know that I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. My struggle is I also do, I do not feel that I can vote for a Mormon. Mm-hmm. I fall in that percentage of people who's just so yeah. rigid in their thinking. I have to admit it. It's a form of rigidity mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm being asked to choose between the lesser two evils. And, uh, and I really have needed the Lord to speak to my heart. Now I, we're not going to get into politics today and I didn't mean to drag us down a personal store, you know, a personal, uh, line except that sometimes, Evelyn, if you don't get real and don't get personal with people, then you can talk about principles, you can talk about truth all you want, but People are really wondering, how does this relate for my life? And so I'm mentioning it not so that people can dissect whether I'm right or wrong. I'm mentioning it because we're a nation who takes this very, very much to heart. There are those that don't, but then there are those that mm-hmm. do. And then there are those that are um maybe party-minded, And then there are those that are really trying to parse that principle. And then there are those that are really bringing it before God and trying to sort through that. And So I'm going to be talking about some of those principles, how we pray for a nation, how we prepare to cast that vote, and how we prioritize that in our lives.
1: Well, Cindy, uh, when we look at where we are in America today, uh, we have to come to the point that we realize that our va- that our vote is valuable that we can have still can have a say in choosing our leaders unfortunately we're not in a position of choosing which leaders we can choose from you know it it's it's become such a machine i would say that it's hard to get back to the grassroots uh this week uh, I did two funerals. One, uh, was a young man about 60 years old. Uh, known him for probably 40 years. Uh, he, he owned the Earth Vitamin Store here in Austin. Mm. It was Doug Dozier. And seeing his children go to the front of the church and talk about their dad, being, uh, who he was in the area of helping people. Uh, I thought those, that guy would have made a great leader. He did. He was a leader in our city. Mm-hmm. Then yesterday I went to another funeral. Uh, Ray Garner and Luana Garner, who mm. are one of our supporters and partners here on Love Talk. Lawana's father died and he was an old UT guy played in the band. I mean, he, he was he was a good man, a good leader in the city. He was an architect. Uh, and to hear his children talk about what a man, a leader he was in the community, anybody in the community that had a need, if the shingles came off their house, he went to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, we really have gotten away from that grassroots type of leadership. And it's become more like a machine. And we're going to be talking today about why it is that this has happened necessarily, not necessarily, but what is it that we can do to change our nation to the point that we know that we have a godly leader in the place of leadership.
0: We are going to come back and we're going to talk about where our roots are as we talk about the grassroots of leadership. This is Love Talk on the Word. You know? morning. I am Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word that is 1490 AM. True talk radio reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO.net and that you can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. Evelyn, as we were going out on our break, we were, of course, talking about some of the things that, um, we are coming up, which of course mm-hmm. is for us one of the, the great uh, wonderful things. I mean, to me, election day is, uh, is equivalent <laughs> to Thanksgiving and Christmas. I mean, it is, to me, yeah. a huge event in my heart. It is well, a it is, Because we're
1: not voting just for one thing. We've got a whole slew. You know our good friend John Carter's running. Uh, if we just get focused in on one man or one one position, then we lose the big picture of what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were laughing and talking about, you know, what, the reasons that women vote. There are some reasons. There was a survey. There are. Came, yeah. That came out in the latest home journal. It said that three reasons women vote. Number one, uh, 65% say it's my civic duty. Do you feel that way, Cindy? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I uh, do too. Now, I, I'm mean, a citizen. I,
0: yeah, I mean, I would say that that's a found, you know, a foundation upon yeah. it, but I, I wouldn't it's just, strong. but it's, it's got some other components. Yeah.
1: And then 58% say they vote because they want to have influence. They want to have their say. And you know, there were times in this nation, when women didn't, you couldn't, you didn't have a say. And hmm. unfortunately through, you know, if we're looking at Mormonism today, that was part of the, the restriction that was put on wives in, in that And we say wise because there were more than one. But, you know, a lot of that is in the past, and, you know, it's changed for the future. And then 54% said this, and I think this is probably where we fit uh, more appropriately. I think my vote will make a difference.
0: Mm. I
1: think my vote will make. Now, I've had a time in a while. You and
0: I would extend that Mm -hmm. because I I think that, you know, even though we say civic I think this is where that conversation you started earlier about the grassroots. I think my vote will make a difference is that we believe and this is something, you know, they talk about in philosophy in college. We believe that one person makes a difference. Now, of course, we we believe that from a standpoint of a biblical view. We know that one perfect man made sacrifice for all, was able to atone for every sin and slippage uh, from the beginning of time until now and every sin that will come. And so then adhering to that belief then means that we serve a Savior that doesn't set out a caste system that says in each one of you Your lives, you were made to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so we serve the difference maker and we believe that he made us to be difference makers. And so a vote is just a small, if you were to look at this as a piece of pie, it's a small piece of the pie of the entire
1: perspective towards life, which is that. Life makes a difference. Well, it does, Cindy. And where we are in America, we are greatly blessed that we have a form of government that's supposed to be balanced. It's balanced between the legislative, the executive, and the judiciary. But unfortunately, in the last 10 or, well, since the 60s, as things began to change with Roe uh, versus Wade, um, we, it seems, and I hate to use this word, that Every area of that triune uh, tripod of government has become politicalized and become polluted. And here are some of the things that in my lifetime I've seen a change in. One, first of all, is that many of them, whether you're talking about the president or senators or whatever, Supreme Court justices, they uh, support legalized slaughter of unborn babies. They do. They, the laws are changing in that regard. Some of them promote radical homosexual agenda. And just this week with WIND, which is a Christian news thing, mm-hmm. some really shocking things have come out about the president in that regard. And then the major thing that we're seeing, Cindy, is the redefining of marriage. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. You are exactly what I'm listening to. And I'm going, oh, my stars. Yeah. Okay. And, And the thing that you and I are gravely concerned about is that Israel is a tie to this nation because it's a tie to the plan of God. And we really have begun to walk away from Israel. We're no longer nationally a friend of Israel. And that is a major concern. Well,
0: and then you've got issues like the debt. I mean, how free, Economic failure. how free is any individual? Whether it is in your own personal debt mm-hmm. or whether it is a national debt or how, how careless are we with the future of the, of the coming generations that we would saddle them with a whole host oh. of monumental debts uh, thinking that that we 're entitled, yes, to certain things, even in our in our declining years that would settle the next generation i mean these are these are enormous issues. I think about the times like I can remember the Eisenhower. Um And the whole that season of Eisenhower and Kennedy mm-hmm. and Nixon and all of that. And when we were in the Cold War yeah. and Khrushchev was banging his shoes and, and, you know, and the big decision then was what leader was it that would either be willing to mm-hmm. launch in a nuclear attack? Mm -hmm. or be able to defend against a nuclear attack. So there have been elections of monumental importance, both from without and from within.
1: And we're looking at that today, Cindy, with Iran. You know, we can talk politics uh, from the different three points Mm -hmm. of government, Mm Uh, if our legislators, if the senators and and the representatives don't stand firm on a budget, if you don't have a present that will at least put together a budget so we know where we're going, instead of just bombing, you know, us with more uh, of the things that are going to cost our grandchildren, these are the things that we need to look at when we vote. It's not what we're going to get out of the government. I, I was just, a couple of weeks ago, I was sick all day. I saw a lady they interviewed on the media ask her who she was voting for. And she, and she said, I'm voting for the president. And he asked her why. She said, because he gave me a free telephone.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you remember when
1: Truman...
0: Wasn't it Truman that promised a chicken in every? No, Roosevelt. Roosevelt that promised Uh it. And I was like,
1: "Yeah, Roosevelt came killed my grandparents' cows so that the you know food the market would come up." But you know, it's not the legal things here or the (laughs) the political things that are of concern to us today. It is: Are we going to protect and preserve? The freedoms that we have in this nation to serve God—that's what Paul wrote, young Timothy. Paul wrote Timothy. He, was, young Timothy, was—he was a—he was, was new in his job. He was pastoring and he's caring for people, and all of these discussions came up, and people were contentious. You they can were. bet they were. Yeah, and and Paul wrote him a letter and said, Timothy, let me tell you something your number one responsibility is to pray. Pray for those that are in authority you know, over you and teach others to pray for two reasons. Simple. Number one, that you can live at peace. And number two, you can serve the Savior. The other thing about voting and the other thing about being a good citizen is that we do have a say. But we better listen to what God says first, Cindy. And there are two things that are important in that regard. Number one, it's a one thing. And one is to connect. We have Mm got to make that connection. Mm -hmm. And as we make that connection and as he talks to us and we talk to him, we got to know what the word says. We got to know the history of what God has done with maybe one man or one group of people to preserve the lineage of love that Jesus came to give us and to set us free from those things that would capture our lives. And take the lives of our children uh, to the extent that destruction would come. You know, Dr. Peterson did a great job on that, on
0: translating that particular scripture. And it says basically this when he says, I want you to pray with open hands and hearts rather than shake your fists Mm -hmm. at those in authority over you because it is the inclination of every heart to shake your fist at those that are over you and to doubt and to be concerned about whether they have any wits about them whatsoever. And But the Word of God says, before you shake your fist... You better open your hearts and pray. We're going to come back, Evelyn. We're going to talk more about these principles, The what it is to live at peace as a nation, not kumbaya, but come by here, Lord. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vana. love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word that is True Talk Radio 1490 AM, reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO.net. In the studio with me, of course, is First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davison. And we're having a, a dialogue. <laughs> we're pondering, of course. And Evelyn, I love the way you opened it up, Evelyn. You know, 70 years ago, you and I would not have been able to ponder. Under uh-uh. this question, we weren't uh, considered to be capable of making uh, weighty decisions, whether it was on a jury or whether it was on property or whether it was to uh, manage our, our households as a single head of household and so when we talk about cultural issues it is certainly not that you and I are hearkening back to a time that we're of subjugation and and, you know and our nation has experienced that on different levels at different times but we are pondering this bigger issue and of course uh, this year there's been a lot of discussion coming up to the election about the middle class, boy talk about the courting of the middle class. Mm. And of course, there was dialogue around who was middle class. At, at one point, the, the, the figure was $240,000 a year was middle class. I thought, well,
1: I'm an abject failure in oh, life. yes, we that- are too. Wait, as my mom says, when you live on the P check and the retirement check, you know, you change I your thought, life. I thought, how up. many Americans was that in Encompass. But anyway, nevertheless,
0: according to that, and then, of course, this whole thing about what sways a, a, a female voter or how we think about things. And, of course, you know, are careful when we come on here mm-hmm. to uh, not propose that we're anything other than than who we are. And hopefully people can use us as a standard to go, I am so much smarter than those women. <laughs> uh,
1: do they think they are? Right. You know, it is interesting, Sandy. Is, is you and I have uh, many opportunities, many opportunities to not just come on Love Talk on Saturdays, and we've done that. We're mm-hmm. moving into our twenty-ninth year. Uh, but as we are out in the public, in that arena where women and men are, it's really interesting to me that I have more men come to me. Uh, and and not raise questions necessarily, but just sort of affirm the opportunity and the privilege that we have to do what we do. And mm-hmm. and enjoy hearing our side <laughs> of the stories because we are different. <laughs> Believe me, we are different from a lot of them out there. But, you know, Cindy, one of the things that, that we need to focus on in, in our closing time today, because we have an, a decision all to make by next Tuesday. By Tuesday oh, yeah, evening. I
0: mean, there's after it, Tuesday. There's no going PM.
1: back. <laughs> 7 p.m. And I don't mean just for president. I'm talking about, you know, oh, yeah. to the local sheriff. We've mm-hmm, got big mm-hmm, responsibilities mm-hmm. in this regard. But we always have to go back to this place of personhood. Uh, every time God's done a great big thing uh, for his people, he's done it uh, with not just a man, but with a woman. And so there is no difference, uh, the word says between male or female. And we are very privileged that you and I live in a time when we have an opportunity and the freedom that we have to come and discuss these things. And we're, you know, we often mention Esther. Esther was one of those women and Deborah was that God used to change a nation because the evil ones had taken over. Uh, control of the Jewish families and they had no choice and for some reason God put Esther in the position of being a queen and she had a voice that the leader of her nation listened to and she took three days to paint and powder and get ready to go in uh, look good, smell good. <laughs>
0: well, that was because, in, and I've, you know, when I read this, the biblical stories of women, they were working from within mm-hmm. a box. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the conditions of Esther's, think think of the sorrow of having been put in the, mu- in the mix mm-hmm. of being one of many wives, having been taken away yeah. from your people, basically living a life, you might have been called a wife, but you were more of a prostitute than a wife and so i have looked at her dilemma of what it took for her to make a godly decision because she could have just wallowed in her
1: circumstances Mm -hmm. forever and her life was on the line it was not just her life but the life of her people absolutely you know there are always those that plot evil uh it's just part of life and when we come to a time like we're in America right now, we better get God's point of view. And, and you know, my thing is, if you go into the polls to vote and you should, if you're a citizen of this nation, you should vote. You should make a choice is that you pray and ask God, what value will my vote have? On what basis will I vote? What do I value most in this nation that a, a person represents? Because the other factor in all of this, Cindy, is that life's answer is not in a man. It's not in one man. Uh, in any house, in the White House or the courthouse or anywhere else. But it is in the heart of a man that God would use to bring about his plan and his purpose.
0: Evelyn, I I love that. You had started in the first segment talking about grassroots and how we can't abdicate, but we really have to firmly believe that each one of us makes a difference. We may have a representative form of government, but beyond that, what has made this country unique is not just that unique representative form of government, but is this belief that each and every individual is formative and foundational Mm -hmm. for where we go in this nation. And so one of the things that is critical for the people of God in in before we casting our votes in, in just who we believe in, And like you're saying, not that we believe in a man, but we believe in God, but that we understand that we cannot see clearly where we are going as a nation. And therefore, those things that you talked about earlier, those things that have to do with the blood on our hands, having to do with spilt blood in this nation for the unborn, Which is not just a handful or a few or an exception, but has now mounted into the tens of millions. And that does not count what has been exported as a result of the laws in America globally. Right. That those are the things where we as a people, when we come to pray, it isn't that we just are praying, put this person in office. It is this, that first in our hearts is a sense of repentance, that each of us individually will change our hearts and move from where we've been, which is really as a nation, a form of complacency.
1: Mm -hmm. Of entitlement?
0: Yeah. In other words, we hate this law, but nobody's stopping their daily life except for the people that I go by every single day at the abortion clinics that are standing yeah. out there praying God love them. Um, those people are putting it all on the line for the rest of us, but it, it matters because We have to come first before God and asking him to turn things around and provide for us godly leadership and to use our lives in a godly way as we've got to reckon with God those things that have offended him. Mm -hmm. That's what Lincoln was doing in his second inaugural address. He was reckoning with the nation that as through slavery, we had offended God and therefore the bloodshed in the nation as a result of the war that was spilt on both sides was because of our national
1: offense. And it was that, Cindy, that the Republican Party was formed out of that per- that perception that, that uh, Lincoln had. But you know, when you look at where God has been in the forming of, legacy and the forming of heritage that we have. Whether you're talking about Israel or you're talking about America, uh we look back to the leaders that he's used. Uh and look in the, the scripture that we've used so often is is from Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Here was a young man named Solomon who had lived his life just with anything he thought of he had. And he was a very wealthy young man. His dad David was king and and yet the nation had gone so far from where God intended it to be, that he used young Solomon to call the people back to God. And what was the result of that? It's second Chronicles seven fourteen. What was that performer, Cindy, that God used in so yeah,
0: unlike uh, some of the co- covenants with that God has. And we talked about this in our mm-hmm. previous programs where he said, you don't have to do anything. I'm going to do it on my side. I make a vow to yes. you. I'm going to do it on my side. But this one is an
1: if-then. Yeah. You if then. Yeah. If you, then I.
0: That's right. What we used to call a hypothesis. Yes. But it was you, then I. If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. you got to humble yourselves. you got to think, you know, just through our vote alone, we're not going to provide all the answers or That's through b- believing that government is our God or believing <clears throat> that we're entitled mm-hmm. to all the things that we have in our comfort in this country is paramount over everything else. Humility means that we're willing to be broken. We're willing to be poor in spirit, meek, those things that God talks about in the Beatitude. Seek his face, turn from our wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. Acts 17.30 says same, basically the same thing. Pray for repentance for yourself and for our nation. So that's why, Evelyn, and I was talking about first we've got to really... Be willing to repent. And Uh when you repent, then the Lord is able to open our hearts, open Mm -hmm. our eyes and ears, and reveal to us his
1: perspective. Cindy, uh, one of the things that we think uh, most often happens is... When we uh, now we're talking about Christians here, now we know we have lots of people listening to us on Sunday Saturday that are not Christian. We have many, many do, and we're worldwide on the Neds the web, so people all over the world are listening today to what you and I have to say. We know that apart from the living Word of God himself, who is the Lord Jesus John one one says in the beginning was the Word, and the word. Was God the word? Was Jesus everything that was made? Was made by Him? He has a purpose for every life, and that purpose is that we might so live that people would see how great God is. When we get so puffed up, so uh, enamored with who we are, or what we have, or where we live. Or, or even America, you know, we get so proud of America, and we should be. But when we get that out proportion to humility, we are in serious trouble, and God will make a reckoning. And, of course, you know, we've seen that this week. We don't know how many more are going to die up in the east because of the terrible storm that came? Mm. And a lot of the prophets you know, are saying this is God's hand on this nation. It's a hand of judgment. It's But, you know, I think one of the things it is, it's a wake-up call. This is what Solomon said to the people after they built the temple. David, King David wanted to build the temple because he made a drastic error. He, made, he sinned greatly. He did something God told him not to do. It went, And it was not his infidelity. God told him, he said, no, you cannot build a temple. But his son Solomon picked up that vision. If we would be like David today in this nation and see, we have planted our feet on holy ground in this nation. We have built a strong nation. And then raise up young people who see the value of worship of God, who see the value of repentance. That's what called Israel back to God was when Solomon said, okay, the place to serve, the place to worship is finished. Now, here's what we got to do for our nation to be saved. Here's, And that's where we are today in America. We have got to humble ourselves. We've got to seek God. We've got to turn from our way entitlement, greed, whatever it is that's keeping us from being used by him. And he's promised to do two things, Cindy. Number one, he said he'd hear us. He would hear us. And secondly, he promised to heal our land, and our land needs healing today.
0: We're going to come back and we're going to do our wrap. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vana Love Talking in the beautiful blessed KLGO The Word, 1490 AM True Talk Radio. Reminding you, we're streaming live at KLGO.net, and this audio program will be up on lovetalknetwork.com this week. Evelyn, we were we talked about repentance. Let's I want to talk just briefly <clears throat> before we go out as you wrap the program about revelation. And I'm not talking about the kind of revelation that drops down, you know, the burning bush drops down from heaven. I mean, it could be that. I mean, we could have that moment with God. I don't ever want to say that these things are not possible. Well, you know, like the storm,
1: Sandy. Yeah.
0: But but we're talking about where God kind of pulls back the curtain like he did, you know, when Jesus was uh, finishing the work of Calvary, where the, the, the veil between man and God was rent. This is the kind of revelation where each of us are asking God, pull back that curtain of my heart individually and our heart corporately. Corporately, So that one, we would pray faithfully in the same way that you do, Lord, that would deliver mm-hmm. us from wrong leaders. And that would be out of Psalms 32 or Proverbs 16. Pray that our nation will listen to the truth and not be led astray. Psalm 125, pray that those who trust in the Lord will not be shaken. Here's, the, I love this one, Psalm 86, pray that the Lord would defeat those who have no regard for Him
1: in this election. In this
0: election. Yeah. These are the kinds of things when we talk about uh, leaving a spiritual legacy. And we talk about there's a level of sophistication in that. And now by sophisticated, I don't mean we need to, you know, you know, think we're all Pharisees, but, but it means, do you know what you're hanging your hat on in the Word of God? Do you mm-hmm. know? The attitude of prayer that we we should bring, and what does the Word of God say? And Daniel says that the Lord God Himself raises up kings and leaders yeah. and puts them in place. Now that doesn't mean that we have some kind of super sovereign attitude of, oh, okay, I don't need to vote; the Lord's going to put in place whoever He's yeah, going to well, put in place. You know, He is super sovereign, but He has put us on earth
1: that's to our and,
0: right to enact His will. On Earth, but the question is: Is as man, so often we have gotten His will wrong, from um, from Calvary to the Crusades to the mm-hmm. crisis that we might face as a nation today, to issues of culture and marriage and and what does that represent? That it is that's what we meant by you have to first repent, turn back to God, mm-hmm. seek His face. By that, what is your will and way, God?
1: And and it comes with humility, Cindy. Um, One of the things in Luke 12, 54, 57 kind of spells it out. It says, pray that God's man and our nation will be discerning and do what is right, what is right in God's plan. Uh, Sometimes we think we know what God's going to do or what he needs to do. Uh, and we we make our decisions based on that. And that's without ever counseling with him. Romans one twelve says, present yourself to the Lord Jesus. He said, go before him, present him. And we, we do need to pray for wise counsel as we make these decisions. We don't have good choices to choose from. There's no doubt about it. We don't have an Abraham. We don't have a Moses.
0: But look, but the Lord could use and change the heart of a leader. He could reform him. How many hours have you and I spent praying for this president? Mm-hmm that his, The one before him. Oh yes, you know, and and uh, I was an eight year. You were you were so devoted in prayer to Bush. It was such an example to me. And of course, you know, I felt like I had a strong eight year assignment to President Clinton. You, I mean, we we have taken this to heart, beseeching God that He would do for others as He for ourselves. Change me, Lord. Change my heart. Transform my thinking.
1: Well, we, you know, one of the greatest needs that are, that are, uh, if we're, we're talking about a president, but you know, we've got sheriff positions that are, judges, judges, uh, mm -hmm. these councilmen. we need to pray specifically that God would empower those that he tells us to choose and enable them in every area of their weakness. We're not going to get a perfect leader, Cindy. There is no such thing. But we need to pray, and we need to vote based on what God's Word says. And we ran that list today. God values life. So if we're going to vote, we need to vote on values. And that is hard to do. And if you don't want to vote for the choice that we have, then ask God what you should do. Well, Evelyn, beyond the
0: vote, and this will be what we're talking about the next time we're together. One thing will not change come beyond this election is that no matter what, you and I are called to live our lives in such a way that the strength and the tide, the direction of this nation would be irrefutable because the people are living in a right way before God that that tide could not be stemmed.
1: Absolutely.
0: That is what building a spiritual legacy about. It is about the people of God being an ambassador and a representative to the poor, to the widow, to the homeless, mm-hmm. to integrity, to character, to truth, to standing up and building, whether it is corporations, companies, or a household, or the schoolhouse, such that it will stand the tides of time and cultural influences and stand for truth.
1: Well, Cindy, the scriptures. T- Tell us not to throw away our hope. Jesus Christ is our rope of hope. And uh, we quoted Ezekiel before. He said one time when he was complaining about the leadership, God spoke to me and said, I'll give you a new heart. I'll put a new spirit in you and everybody. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's God-willed, not self-willed. I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. God is in the business of giving us direction if we connect with him sending. You know it is easy to do that. Uh, First of all you just acknowledge that you need him. Maybe you've heard us today and you have no God consciousness at all. Just ask him to show himself to you then commit your life to him. And follow him as you pray and as you uh, study his word. Cindy, it's been a great day today. It has. God bless you and pray the vote. This has been Love
0: Talk on the Word.